Speaking of Italian grifts, how'd you go with Johnny Vincent Sand? It was actually really nice. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it. It was actually was really nice. So, Italians what, are so what, easily satisfied. The, the, the we give them our, we give nice? them our ancient okay. shit. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so. What's that, columns? We don't want them anymore. <laughs> Corinthian. Roman. <laughs> Where's that? That's just your column. Get your columns in. <laughs> Greek. Roman. I Corinthian. Got <laughs> I gotta watch that now. I forgot about that. It just pans. Like it's a, just a normal market I'm day. I'm gonna find it. Keep talking, I'm gonna find it. So, I can understand how normal people who aren't probably following who aren't Italian, would be very frustrated about the whole experience. So we went under the assumption, when we went that night, I was under the assumption there was only going to be four of us, five of us max. Turned out there was a group of 11 people. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit annoyed about that. But it was a nice night. We ended up sitting outside, not in, so I didn't get to see all the day, like the decorations, decor, all that stuff. Did go to the bathroom, passed a lot of it. We basically had a booking... But we still no, we didn't have a booking. We had to wait nearly fifty minutes for what to get a table. Oh god! So we got there at I think it was. Uh, it's not a scam at all, is it? No, because it, it was packed. It was yes, packed to the ass. Yes, of course. So we were waiting, and we just went and had a, a drink down at uh, Brunetti's. It's not far from there. So I just went down there. Then uh, we got the phone call. All right, it's ready. So we headed down. You know, like, if you want to cut, because they complained, oh, you, you said inside. No, no, your group's too big. It'll have to be outside. If yeah. you want to wait for the table in there for that size, it's going to be another. Minutes. No, it's going to be another hour. Oh. Like, no, nah, oh. nah, forget it. So we just ate outside. It was fine. But when we were sitting, waiting, uh, eating, there was a couple groups of like Aussies. Shazzers and Bazzers mm. with the kids. Shazzers and Bazzers. And they just walked up because they saw a line and um, they had been waiting there probably about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were like, oh, um, do you know how much longer it's going to be? And like the hostess was like, oh, how many are you? Are you? It's like four. Oh, probably about another. Four is too many people for inside. No, the place was packed. Uh. There was no tables anywhere. It was completely packed. The people inside were taking long-ass times mm. to leave. I think that could hurry them on along, maybe make it like uh, sessions of like an hour and a half yeah. to two hours yeah. just so that they got people moving on. Because from when we got there, there was already a couple of tables inside. When we left, we were there for probably a good couple of hours. That was still there after we left. And I'm like, well, what are they doing? Like, yeah. eat and piss off. What are they doing? You know? What are they doing in there? Um... So, when she, they said, oh, probably another 25 minutes for, because you want to go inside. So, it's going to probably be another. The mum's like, oh, F this, let's go. I'm like, well, you don't want to wait. What do you, what do you think? Like, the place is pumping. They're not just going to throw you a table. Why, why even go to a restaurant that has a line if you're not going to be exactly about it? Yeah. Like, yeah. But then the funny thing was, because I heard them say her name when she said it, it wasn't even 10 minutes later, they called out the name. Mm. And then, like, they had already gone. So, it was actually a 10-minute wait. Yeah. They give them worst-case scenarios. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't so, predict when nah, someone's going to finish not. eating and yeah. leave. But <laughs> When's the next table free? Uh, two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it just came... Cl- yeah, we're going to No, no, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a table clearing it up right now. <laughs> um, what? 
the so we ended up getting pieces. Yeah, uh, I Hang ended on. up. I mean, wait, 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 wait! You wanted to go for that meal, the the Parmesan thing. No, I didn't end up getting a chicken parma. You all got pizzas. No, no, no. Some people got pizzas. I'm saying what everybody. I got. ended up having veal, by the way, about a week ago. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. Anyway, so continue. Um, so entrees were like um, everyone. They just got an entree. So basically, one of the guys that was with us is a little bit of a like. Um, how can I say this? He's one of those try-hard dudes that still thinks he's from the motherland. Mm. He's Wait, he was born here? No, he was born overseas, came here when he was like two. Two? Yeah. But, you know, if he finds out the waiter's Italian, he's his best friend, he talks to him in Italian the whole uh, night. Is we this north, some, or, north or south? Middle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it does, man. But he's like the biggest wog of the wog. Like, rocks up, he's got a, uh, a Juve cap on Shucks. with a Juve jacket. <laughs> Takes off the Juve jacket, he's got a Juve top on. I'm like, all right, all right man. man. Like, take it easy. This is like, this is like, this is like the mutual friend of the friend. You know, like, like yeah. you know, I'm going there with a friend, but then it's like her mates from her side. I don't really like going out with, with that group when certain people are from the western side. If you're wearing that are gonna a be. Juve hat, jacket, and you got a top underneath. Fuck me. I know. <laughs> Dude, you I don't know. play for them, so just relax. I know, I know. Even the soccer players don't have all that merch. <sighs> <laughs> Even when they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When they're training, they're wearing like a plain training top, man. So uh, he got talking to the waiter and all that. Because he got talking to him, the waiter ended up, oh, yeah, yeah. So he threw a couple things in here and there. Here's your knife and forks. Yeah, here's your knife and forks. <laughs> So, there was a whole bunch of stuff. There was, like, uh, arancini. Uh-huh. That were probably the best arancini I've ever had in my life. As in not frozen? Not frozen. Freshly cooked. Like, the, the, actually the, the, the big grift is when you go somewhere and they say finger food and tappers, it's arancini balls. Yeah. The frozen, these, cold, hard yeah, no, arancini these, balls. These were, like, I've had many arancini in my life because that's, like, the staple of, like, Italian food. And it's probably one of the nicest ones I've ever had. Now, I remember you saying, like, some of the reviews that night we talked about, like, these aren't arancini, they were rubbish. Like, I don't know what that person had. Like, maybe they had a bad batch, but the ones I had, like... Were they homemade? Yeah. Okay, so they weren't frozen. The dude who came up with the recipe is the guy that owns uh, 400. What's 400? Grady. Grady. Oh, Grady, sorry. So he's actually worked with them, and he's come up with the menu, and... I mean, he's not cooking it, but the dude no, the recipe the, the menu was approved by yeah him, and yeah. he adjusts and so forth. Yeah, uh, that's high expectations on the pizza then. Yeah, and the pizzas were nice. Were they they were fried. V- I think so. Or oven. I don't know to be honest. The microwave. <laughs> microwave. <yeah. laughs> what was that? <laughs> but they weren't. They weren't. They weren't circular. <laughs> they were square pizzas, oh, okay. which is interesting. <laughs> And they were like traditional style, kind of like yeah. well, a mixture, kind of. Because yeah. the whole point is to mimic like what you're having at home. So like, the homemade ones. Are- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. I didn't hear what he said. I said microwave. I said it's gone ding. What was that? 
You feature a full pack pressure yeah. on one microwave <laughs> doing everyone's meals. It's like an old one from the nineties. It was white. Now it's like green. Yeah. Yeah. That big, that big button on the bottom to open the door. It's still got that plastic on the buttons. It's slowly peeling off. <laughs> they never took every- the plastic off. Doing everyone's parmesan. <laughs> Sorry, man. I couldn't think as he full reacted. He jumped. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got tears. Uh, All right. So, hang on. Did anyone get any food? Like, actual food? Not yeah, pizza? I got pasta. Uh, a few people got pasta. They they all pretty much liked their pasta. I found mine was... The thing is, I'm used to eating overcooked pasta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, when it's given to al dente, it's just you're not used to it. Yeah. And so, it just feels chewy, but it's not. That's actually how it is. And But it's not chewy. So you know, I, had- I said that about some frozen Greek sweets that are coming in from overseas. Yeah, um, someone I know is like bringing them in, like importing them, and they're frozen. But it's like baklava, like gudabiedes, you know, the shortbread with the ice. They're in supposed it. to be crunchy, aren't they? When the it's fresh, fresh, yes, yeah. right. The melomakarona, which is like that brown sort of log with the uh, crushed walnuts and honey, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're frozen, like they're brought over here frozen. Oh. On price point, they're like five, six bucks per kilo cheaper. So there's, there is an incentive to buying them. The same way A1 Wouldn't makes- that ruin the- You'd think so, yeah? Yeah. But I got invited to like a taste testing thing for it. So I've gone in and they've got them all out. I'm like, well, visually they look fine, mm. right? And there's a bunch of different ones, right? How does that work though? Because one's covered in powdered yeah. sugar. You got like the burrico, like that one as well. And I'm like looking at them. I'm like, okay, so visually they look fine. What but- happens to the water? <laughs> It's it's all vac- it's all vacuum sealed into it like a little. Oh, if it's vacuum sealed, oh, that's okay. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've tried it. Can you phrase it? It's Dude, just a block yeah, of ice. The baklava yeah. was on point. Yeah. It was extra syrupy, but that's just really. It's that. It's always syrupy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But on, as far as taste, never would have known it was frozen mm. from a shipping container in Greece. Yeah. The melomakarana. I'm eating it. I'm like, look, the textures. Not quite there, but the taste is fine. Mm. And then I said to myself, okay, hang on, man. I've been eating my mum's melamacarona for like the last 40 years. I'm used to the texture of the one she makes. Fresh But texture. the kid, the kid like that was in the taste testing, he had bought some of his own that he'd made over New Year's Eve and he'd like offered them, you know, with coffee or whatever. And I'd eaten them and they had the same texture as the ones in the frozen ones. Go, so he bought, he actually bought the frozen yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. I made these at home. Yeah. <laughs> He had it in a big, like, like, kind big of like plastic a sticker on the bottom of yeah. it. <laughs> but, like, I go, but the texture matches the one he has and probably the same ones that old mate over there makes as mm. well. So, really, well, you guys, we're all picking these apart, but the reality is we've all grown up in different, different houses, experiences. different experiences, yeah. different yeah. recipes. The average punter that's going to pay six bucks less a kilo for these over the counter, exactly. I'm going to give a shit. Yeah. Like you're saying, with you know, the they're they're Costco now. What? Uh, like those, yeah, those styles of uh, biscuits. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw them yesterday. We when should I went. probably let them know. <laughs> they're, and they're cheap. Oh yeah. Mm. Well, if you're going six, seven bucks cheaper on on per kilo than what you do at Fresh, dude, Nikos and Vanilla is untouchable now. Mm. You go there, you buy four different pieces of cake. It's fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Do you remember when we came in? What, what, what episode was it? We had, I bought coffees and I ended up buying like yeah, yeah. Yeah. a little while ago. And long. I dropped like 60 bucks on two coffees and a oh, few yeah, sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those sweets were for like us and it cost me 60 bucks. Yeah. Dude, that's the price of two large meals. Anyway, so what else with this? Yeah, uh, so I ended up getting um, al dente pasta. Al dente pasta. Which with pasta? Linguini. Rigatoni. Oh, I was going to say linguini or penne. <laughs> and it was, um, it was interesting because it was, 
I don't know how to say it in English. Um, it was basically what you would call like stick meat. It's basically the meat that you get off like off cuts, off the bone. Oh, it's, okay. Because it's you know stick meats are what we call is basically because it's off the bone and they say it. Um, Kafkalash. Kafkalash. It's just that's a Tajikistan. Imagine that, rock it up, and food. It's basically just like... How many drinks? Crab juice. It's just the the meat, like pieces of meat, and it's um, (laughs) cooked. (laughs) It's basically... I've got to pull up the menu because I can't remember, and I want to let you say the right one. Hold on. It's like slow-cooked. Slow-cooked meat, yeah. Okay, what'd you say that? Just uh, meat's fine. I mean, I'm, <laughs> meat on a stick. Meat, slow cooked meat. A lot of meat. <laughs> Some more meat. So you had meat. Uh, we got a salad which consisted of different types of meats. <laughs> <laughs> there was pork, chicken, beef, lamb. <laughs> it was a great salad. <laughs> Just layers of meat. <laughs> Beautiful colours, white meat, dark meat. <laughs> what? So what dressing do you use? Uh, braised meat. <laughs> but then we actually had some beef tallow <laughs> melted on top. Fantastic dressing. Vegan friendly salads. Yeah. Just all meat. Was there any salad? We okay. put some oregano on it. So it's basically, you know, ragu? Ragu, yeah. Yeah. But here they call this spezzatino. Spezzatino means something else entirely. Okay. So it was a bit weird because, like I said, spezzatino, which has normally got like intestines and stuff in it. Yeah. But it was basically just ragu. And that was actually really, really nice. A few people <laughs> got pasta. Nobody got, I think one person got the chicken sitzel, mm. which was really nice. Nobody got the steak. The steak was the most expensive thing on the menu, which is, I think, 42 bucks. Other than that, everything else was like on average 20 Mid-20s to high-20s, early-30s. Okay, so it's not really that expensive. No, it wasn't expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, what? I had no complaints. What about we, the decor? It just felt like you were like at your grandparents' house. Really? Yeah, the plates were like, I have those plates at home. Yeah, it's like when people come in dinner at my house and I've got yeah. the plates of my mum kept. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, I literally have those. I broke one last year, like, a week ago. back to the restaurant and still <laughs> Apparently, I don't know if people donated the plates, I think. I think people donated the plates. Yeah, yeah a lot of us. Stuff. with a suitcase. <laughs> what the hell? He's putting cutlery. So, the service was, service was pretty good, like, mm. always on, on time. Um... One guy we thought, oh, he, they forgot his food. He actually didn't order. He just didn't shut up. Oh, fantastic. So we're like, what why is he just shut up? He just want to shut up. Every time he, this dude here, I've gone out to it's dinner with guy. him. the same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> the, the, no, no, not the, no, no, a different guy, a different guy. Uh, but I've been out to a few, like, been out to dinner. This dude's been here. Every time the order, the, the, the menu, the waiter comes around to take orders, he always forgets to order because he doesn't shut up. What's he talking about? I don't know, but he's on the other side of the table and it just annoys me. Like, dude, you're complaining that you're not getting your food, but that's because you're not shutting up. The, the so it, it was like an hour later and he was like, dude, you haven't got your food. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't order. Well, chicken nuggets from Macca's for you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> then Macca's run. Yeah. So then like, oh, I'll get a pizza. They rush it out for him and then it's not good because it's, it's been rushed out for him. Mm. So what do you want? Yeah, I don't go to dinner with people yeah. like that. Then coffees were all right, like coffees. Coffees were nice, pretty quick, hot. Um, 
And that's it. Like, it was good. good. Hot. Someone ordered an iced coffee, which is unfortunate. <laughs> it came out hot, but... <laughs> out of ten, <laughs> I'd give it... <laughs> I'm missing what he's saying today. What did he say? <laughs> what did he say this time? He's gone. He's gone. Coffees were hot. Someone ordered a nice coffee. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> it was brown. I think it was bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably give it a... <laughs> He's just sweet vermouth with a twist. I ordered a macchiato. <laughs> You're sweet vermouth with a twist. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the twist? It's a macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Oh, the twist is a macchiato. <laughs> It's sweet drink. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. You had your moment. You've been bagging me for two hours. Who's uh, been bagging wait, who? No, I, I didn't bag you for you, two hours. What was I bagging no, him about? You, you guys are bagging me for two hours. At least I'm laughing neutrally right now. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I give right. a score. Go. Uh, <laughs> seven and a half to eight. Oh, jeez. That's pretty hard. Give it a score out of 100. I want to see how much in the decimal. Seven and a half. So wait, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> seventy and, and to eighty. <laughs> I'd probably give it like an seventy-eight, an eighty-two, <laughs> eighty-two. So on the higher end. Yeah, like it was good food. Would you go back? Nah. Yeah, there you go. I would, but I would go at like a lunchtime period what, to make sure you get a seat. Yeah, inside. Because apparently, if you go to lunch, you get seating like that. Because so it's not a, busy. A, a seating out aside, let's say you let's can just go there walk, for food. You can for make food, a reservation. Fantastic. Let's say you can make a reservation anytime you want. Yeah, I'd go back. You would. Yeah, I don't think I'd go back more than probably three or four times ever. Yeah, I don't know if that's an eight. Eight point two. That's not an eight point two. I don't go out for food 8. much. 2, that's a thing. Eight point two is Andy says. Let's go get a bite. I say where he says the name of a restaurant. I don't even question it. Like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Yeah, I was there four months ago. Doesn't matter. I'll go. The thing that's is, that's an eight point. I will enjoy a place and I will love it, but I might not necessarily go back because I don't go out for dinner much. Hmm. So, like, eight, eight, for me, an eight would be <clears throat> Grady. If you said to me every month, let's let's hit Grady for a pizza, I'd be like, yeah, done. I'd go to Grady for a which Grady? The Crown. Uh, I haven't been to that one. I've been to the one in Mornington. Oh yeah. That one I wasn't too impressed I thought, with. I thought you were going to say Garmi, <laughs> that Korean oh, chicken God. joint. <laughs> so that's an eight. <laughs> See, that's a six for me. Yeah, only I'm, because of the lack of flavor, uh, the lack of um, different variety of flavors. It's just two two flavors. It's just Ooh. straight up. Yeah, it's either this sort of like tangy, sweet, sweet and, and then hot. Sa- yeah, yeah, sweet and hot, whatever, and oh, the garlic soy. Yeah, yeah. This is Gami, Yeah, mm. they yeah. don't have a menu, man. It's just chicken, and that's they it. They do have a menu. It's just it's, it's all like. Yeah, but that's the macaroni. Point. It's, yeah, but that's and Korean. Like, they, they love macaroni and cheese over there. Everything Korean, dude. Everything in Korea, everything has cheese. It's like yeah. they they love it. They yeah. put it in everything. It makes no sense. All of their spicy stuff has. It's cheese. like they discovered this garnishy thing that they never had. It's just cheese. It's, it's, it's always dude, melted cheese. Cabbage, yeah. cabbage <clears throat> with cheese, like pasta, cheese, rice, Topoki, cheese, cheese. 
My mum went to South Korea. She said everything has cheese. Like their food. She goes, the people are lovely. The people are friendly. The cities are some of the cleanest cities she's ever seen in her life. Mm. She goes, but the letdowns are food. The food's bland and everything has cheese. Because like cheese is, dude, cheese hits every like receptor, yeah? Because it's like fatty, creamy, salty. picante, salty, sweet. Like you, know, you get it all in there if, if, you, if you pick the right sort of cheese. So the Koreans just jumped on it. Like, hey, this is a new thing for us. That's what they do. Okay. Dude, Vietnamese food, yeah? You know what the, you know what the, the secret is to Vietnamese food? Soy sauce and sugar. Mm. That's the same for most Asian countries. Yeah. Actually, or, Korea's or the same. Japan's the same. Yeah. China's they all MSG. Use the same thing. Soy sauce and sugar. Yeah. Makes up like 80% of their cuisine. And pe- you know what? If you fight them on that, they'll argue it and they'll be like, no, that's not the case. It's like, <laughs> look at your sauces. But look at is. all the dishes. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. I'm not criticizing it because the secret to all Greek this is just garlic, oregano, and salt. Mm. It's the same thing. Every country's got its thing. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah? yeah, yeah. But Korea, my, like I said, my mum had gone and she said lovely place, but I couldn't go back because the food was that bland and just, just uninspired. Like it, yeah, just, it was just weird. Mm. You know, just didn't hit it. You know what I mean? Have you seen? Have you heard about that new documentary? Uh, we are what we eat. No, no. <laughs> what is it? So, a Twinkie. <laughs> I, I didn't read anything about it going into this. I just <clears> thought I was bored. I wanted something, you know, that peripheral yeah. something. So I put this on, right? It was like a five episode, I think, documentary <clears throat> on diets. And I, I didn't know that it was like what it was advocating for. I just thought it was an experiment between a bunch of twins. It was a meat free di- documentary, <clears throat> wasn't it? <laughs> just, a, just a documentary that compares diets between two twins, yeah. right? Uh, or, or multiple twins, should I say? There was, was it like, German? No, I think there was like eight groups of twins. Yeah. One gets put on a vegan diet. One gets put on an omnivore this diet. German? It's not. <laughs> it was Austrian. Ekman, whatever his name was. <laughs> Dude, Mengele. It was Mengele. That's who it was. And Dr. Mengele. So from the first episode, it does seem a little bit. Weird, like there's something off about it when the way they're talking about like cheese being a really got, horrible. They're going to get you in in the first mm. episode, and then they spoil yeah. it on you. On yeah, the second. so in the first episode, isn't that how the rise of national socialism was? They got you in with all the, the rhetoric about like, yeah, yeah, rhetoric yeah. about Jews, yeah. <laughs> national pride. Well, like the first episodes, it's it's somewhat neutral, but it, there's hints of like. That's kind of weird. Like, why would they talk really bad about cheese and dairy? Natural socialism, and, and it's like. Dry aged cheese has has been shown to be extremely good for our health, right? Like it's there's plenty of studies on that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially dry aged cheese. Age the the older a hard cheese, like a hard yellow cheese, the longer it ages and matures, the better it is. The better it more enzymes it has, better for your gut, etc. Taste is mm. Yeah. So they're shit they're poo-pooing all over it, right? In the first episode. And I'm Ah. like, ah weird and milk as well. Milk from cows. Poo-pooing on it. Okay. A little bit weird, but that's okay. All right, we'll move on. <clears throat> Episode two, and they really just start You're going- You're a monster they, if you eat they meat. They just go for it in episode two. Like, I mean, <laughs> they- uh, Meat is demonized. It's, it's, you know, it's horrible for you. Satanists eat it. <clears throat> uh, people die from meat consumption. People- Satanists? Oh, I don't know. They're spewing all this crap about See, it. See, this is what I understand. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
so, so I stop, right? Yeah. Episode two, 10 minutes into it, I'm like, I, this is bullshit. I stop, start doing some research, found out that the director, the producer, the whole team, basically a bunch of vegans. ESGs. Everything, yeah, everything's <laughs> just, just rubbish, right? Yeah. The whole thing's rubbish. So there's like obese, there's like obese people on there. They're targeting like the omnivores with like diets who have <clears throat> Maccas as a daily diet and saying that meat eaters are like, you know, obese fat. Who said that Maccas as a daily diet was healthy? Them. No one said it. That's what they're. That's what they're. It's universally known. Macca's right. is fast food. But that's what they're comparing it to. They're comparing like people who are eating Macca's every day or fast food to people that are on vegan diets and saying, "Well, the vegan diets are way better." Then someone's sort of broken down the actual studies that they did, and even on those shitty diets, so they found out that the vegans were given lower calories <laughs> than the omnivores, so they lost weight, but they didn't say that in the show. They have no. clearly given them less calories. Misleading, man. Standard. It's, it's the biggest ru- Netflix rubbish shows, rubbish creators. Yes. Question. I actually. <laughs> question. Question from the guy <laughs> in the back. How much stock do you put in documentaries nowadays? None. How much what? Stock do you no, put in, in a documentary? None. As in what? Like time and effort. credibility. Do you give a documentary? No, nowadays? not zero at this point. Yeah. Zero. Dude, I, you, I, my, before this <clears throat> new computer, I had, I was running four hard drives, all right? Mm. Each one was for specific things. Hentai, porn. <laughs> one hard drive was for movies. One hard drive was for TV shows. One hard drive was for documentaries. And, and, one, was, and one was for games. Movies. <laughs> Furries. Scurries. <laughs> and one was for games, yeah? Yeah. The documentary one. <laughs> Hentai, porn. I never made my way through it because I had so many on the yeah. documentaries. Yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. love watching docos all the time. Yeah, but oh, unless just- it's one like uh, 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 Animal World or what? Yeah, yeah uh, like Animal, name? like um, it was um, Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Unless yeah. it's one of those, I'll yeah for sure yeah. watch that. But it was like it was it was a mixture of everything. So yeah. it was like ancient world, Rome, Greece. Gauls, Aztecs, then it'd go to the you know the Middle East and the Crusades, and then it'd be like the Byzantium Empire. Seeing then- a theme here, but yeah, go on. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it would go from there. <laughs> What's the theme? War is coming. <laughs> a scabbard is needed. <laughs> no, because those eras, mm. they're Do pretty. Kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> they're pretty fixed. Yeah. Mm. The narrative on those is pretty fixed. Yeah. Unless you start to introduce like new <laughs> ideas that mm. historians hold nowadays, that's, that's the the, uh, absolute newer stuff, it's already kind of established. <laughs> yeah. Then I'd have stuff that would be like Middle Ages, or then it'd be like about food, and mm-hmm. then be about like you know uh, cultural stuff. It could be about Discovery uh, Seven episodes about the new like discoveries of New World, you yeah. know, like South America, North America. Oceania, all that stuff, you know, coming into contact with different cultures and stuff. Yeah. I never made my way, never made my way through it because it was just so much. And then just slowly over time, like I used to love watching them, I've just stopped watching them because it just became too driven by... ESGs. I, ESGs. By it's ideology. messaging. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it could just be so easily skewed as to, like you were saying, like withholding information. Yeah. Okay. It's it, documentary, like is is supposed to be based on fact and yeah. find and stuff like that. And yeah. then once you manipulate the data, like it's it's a it's a fiction at this point. Yeah, exactly. So why call it a doco? It's not like they had um, Vikings mm. that originally was aired on the History Channel, 
And so you take, all right, well, this is a history history channel, so therefore it should be fairly accurate about what they're showing. There's no even year. No, no, nowhere close. This is the problem, right? With the upgrade and development of, like, media shit, and, you know, now people can make dockers using their phones, Mm. right? Editing and, and shit. Back in the days, you had to have a production company. You had to have a studio. You had to have a budget. Yeah. You couldn't afford to make a doco that was etched in bullshit yeah. because it cost you too much money to make and there'd be one doco coming out every year. Yeah. Everyone would scrutinize the shit out of it and that'd be that. It's like in 1963, we had one documentary about, you know, the Germans. You know what I mean? Now, every dickhead and their brother is doing a, a doco on YouTube about the real Nazis or the Illuminati or whatever bullshit mm. they want to pull out. Do you know what I mean? And you can't fact check any of that. But you look at the production value. To me, who's actually made film and, and media, I see the production value for two seconds. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. Some dickhead in his basement made it. But to every other Joe Blow, like, oh, this is fantastic. This is so real. It's like, dude, do you know how many arguments, especially during COVID, how many arguments I had with people when they'd spew their spurious facts like, where'd you see this? Saw a doco on YouTube. You're a dickhead. <laughs> Which AI created that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you're a fucking idiot. I'm not saying that you can't have high production value on YouTube or in a home-based production, because I've, I've done that. But the, the ratio is way out of whack, man. Yeah. I you think your I mean? information needs to be accurate. You can't be skewing this stuff. Because if anybody who's smart, like anybody who consumes whatever you've put out there, they're going to then look into it. Yeah, yeah, but most people don't fact check. It's in us. We fact check. Yeah. Like but most people thing- will look at it and be like, oh, this must be yeah, it. Yeah. The first thing I did after I watched, um, Heaven, what's it called? Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven was I fact checked it, right? Because yeah. I wanted to see how far off the market was. And they did take some, some liberties. Yeah. But the, I get it because they're not making it. Someone said they were criticizing the movie, right? One of the critics saying, oh, it's so inaccurate. Baldwin wasn't this and this and this and that. And then uh, uh, someone, uh, another critic, responded to that critic saying, I'm pretty sure when Ridley Scott set out to make this movie, he wasn't trying to make a fucking doco. Yeah. Like literally those words. Yeah. He's making a movie. There are going to be liberties taken, you know, in order to enhance the movie. You take as the a source movie. material, you work with that, you yeah. keep what you think will attract people. At the end of the day, you've got to make sure the people are entertained yeah. and they're getting their value <clears> of time. Exactly. We're making a movie here for Hollywood. We're not making a documentary with Dave Nadbrot. That's the big, big difference. But the problem is most dickheads will not fact check something and they see things and automatically assume that's what it is. But I think also yeah, exactly. But then I think something as well is that they they've started a lot now. Is like this is based on a true story. Yeah, because it builds that, that exciting narrative of oh, this really happened. Yeah. So then everything, therefore, you see happened. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. It didn't. But then that's what happens. People do watch it, like you said. They don't fact check. No one does. Yeah. No one fact checks. I've I've I've. I like- don't watch into it. I watch something and then go fact check. I watch it. Then, oh, all right, that's a cool error. I want to read up on it. And then as I'm reading up on it, like, oh, actually, that didn't actually happen. I think it just depends on what you're watching. Like, if it's something that is controversial <clears throat> yeah. and you know about it or you like it and you're like, I don't remember that being the case or I didn't know that was the, the story behind it, then you go and fact check and be like, let me read up more to make sure that I'm getting, okay. I'm not getting confused. You guys never watched Bowling for Columbine, did you, with Michael no. Moore? All right, I watched it once or twice, right? And then I did the fact check on on the thing. And it was fairly accurate with what he said, but a few things that were skewed and it really changed the narrative of everything, right? The biggest thing that he changed initially was the number of casualties in America due to handgun 
firearm deaths, right? Mm. He had like all the statistics across the world, you know, like six in Australia for year, whatever, blah, 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 stacks up. And then there's America, which is like, you know, quadrillion times more than all the other countries combined. The problem with that statistic was while it was accurate, he had taken the accounts of death, the, the number of deaths in military, dis- like fire uh, munition discharges by accident, civil, uh, you know, friendly fire, military casualties. You can't include a military casualty in a firearm statistic where you're targeting like an civilians. Urban. Yeah, we're yeah. talking civilians, about yeah. We're talking about school shootings here. You've got Columbine as the biggest fe- the the feature piece of this doco, but you're using military casualties as part of the statistic the to highlight your point. Yeah. Technically not wrong, but very misleading, right? But only if every other country also didn't have military statistics. Exactly, and they didn't. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, the I point, mean, yeah, okay. right? Then you, there's another part where there's another edit, right, which is deceiving. They interviewed Charlton Heston at the end, right? And he was the uh, the president of the NRA at the time, right? They're interviewing him. And then at the end, when he starts bringing up Columbine and school shootings and victims and stuff, they make it seem like Heston walked out of like the interview, right? Yeah, And yeah. just turned his back on it. When you look at the actual production notes and see the raw footage, he doesn't actually just leave and turn away as if he's ignoring their questions. He says goodbye to them. And gets up and walks away. Yeah. But they edited make, it to they make, it, edit look it, like to make bad, it look like he just got yeah, up yeah. abruptly and yeah. just didn't want to deal with them. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Editing's a hell of a thing. Yeah. But that's the problem. Yeah. Like, I fact-checked it and saw this, so I got an understanding of it. Still a great documentary in regards to what the message is, because he does talk about Columbine, does talk about things that went under the radar. But at the same time, he's still using tricky narratives and, and yeah, of course. Editing There's an to, agenda to, to reach yeah. that he's trying to target, and he's the problem now is because of ESGs, everything is agenda driven, and yeah. they're just trying to highlight for sensationalism because some dickhead that was a nobody yesterday is suddenly a viral star on YouTube and making a living out of it. The biggest example to date now that I can think of is your mate Matt Walsh. That what is a woman doco? I downloaded it, I watched it, informative. And pretty, pretty powerful shit. When you fact check it, some of what he's saying is true. Some, a lot of what he's saying is miscued or just misleading or just outright wrong. When he was on Rogan and he was talking about the millions of kids that are uh, dealing, like getting sub, uh, subjected to hormone blockers, when they actually looked it up, it was like a few hundred to a thousand out of the whole population of America okay. over like a decade or something, mm. as opposed to Matt Walsh saying, oh, it's, it's in the millions for sure. Mm. And he's like, don't fact check me on this, but, you know, um, it's got to be in the minutes. Like, dude, you wrote, you made a doco based on this. You don't even know the, the one statistic, which is key to your whole doco. Yeah. How many kids are actually subjected to this? Oh, it's got to be in the millions. What do you mean it's got to be in the millions? Is it or is it not? And it wasn't. By a big, I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm just saying. The yeah. big difference is saying yeah, a million I- people were killed in Sarajevo or a, million, uh, a thousand people were killed in Sarajevo. Big fucking difference. Not saying it's right. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's the problem, man. And that's how it's going to keep going because yeah, of course. more and more people have got access to shit. We're not vetting anything. There's no law on no. it. There's no. Filter. There's no law. There's no filter. You put a little disclaimer right at the end. Tiny uh, text may not be ba- based on on yeah. real events. Sponsored by that liberal company. You know, and it doesn't matter. You can write it. Yeah, wipe your hands of it. You know. So many people sit, sit there and say, "Oh, well, it wasn't meant to be taken literally." Dude, you made this film saying it was a documentary. Yeah. How is it not meant to be taken literally? Speaking of which... Everything is linked to money, which is the Yeah, but that's the, the point. Yeah, yeah, it's linked to money. Everyone's going to skew it so that you go back to them and yeah. keep getting your misinformation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Eventually, the person will just shit in their own pool and just 
pollute the waters that way. Exactly. Like Matt Walsh is doing now. He's an idiot. He had it and he went overboard because he just kept trying to drain the well. Now he's out of material. Other thing I was going to say was Australia Day. Yes. I know you don't want to touch on it, but I'm just making a point. I'm happy to talk about it. What what are you talking me for? Because you said you groaned as soon as I mentioned it. Australia Day? Yeah. I don't even remember you mentioning it. Well, you need more vitamins, man. (laughs) Delusional. Australia Day. They took all the advertise uh, Safeways refusing to have Australian flags. That's a reject, reject shop decided to display it all. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Good marketing move. <laughs> well, everyone's going to go there to buy flags. Yeah. ESGs. That's a decision purely based on ESGs. That's investment money that they're looking forward to. This is the Coles, thing. Whether you whether you agree yeah. that Australia Day should be on the twenty sixth of Jan or whatever blah, 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 we should change the date. That's up for discussion. Look, I I get it, all right? I, okay, this is the difference, all right? I tried to think of where else this has happened, all right? And I thought of um, this. I remember in, in 2003 when I was at TAFE. Yeah. My industrial relations teacher in TAFE was this Irish guy. Yeah. Fucking angry as shit, yeah? And he's like, I've got an Irish guy teaching me industrial relations and, like, uh, affirmative action. Perfect. <laughs> He was talking about the Vietnamese that were protesting in Box Hill because they, they kept having these protests while we were there. Mm. And it's because they were flying the North Vietnamese flag for some dignitary or some shit, some festival, I don't know what it was. And all these Southern Vietnamese came out protesting, saying that's a flag of oppression, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, no, they won the war. Like, they won the war. You left Vietnam, but if you were living there, this is the flag that you'd be flying. Yeah. You can't fly your flag because that is like a Confederate flag now, Right. It's like, if you want to fly it, go ahead, rip the consequences for it, but you can't complain that the victors of that war and the, and the leading government is now flying their flag like in this area because... This it, is the norm. Yeah, and he, and he yeah. turned around and was like, I'm sorry, but you lost the war. They've got the right to fly the flag. It's not an oppressive symbol. That was a war, a civil war. Now, the indigenous community here didn't get a chance at civil war. They just got overrun and bulldozed. Yeah. It wasn't a civil war. It was colonialism. That's the difference. Sure, yeah. All right? Would they have had a chance at winning should there have been a war? No. All right, well. No, but it wasn't a war, it was colonialism. Yeah. Right? And they were like, obviously- But the outcome would be the same. They were subjugated, they were put into slavery, they yeah. were, whatever, right? Yeah. I get that. I can see why changing the date would sting you know, members of the indigenous community. Yeah, the clearly fl- they went through it. No, no, I'm just making a point. Yeah, right? no. I can see why it would be a sore point, because yeah. it's not like it's ancient history. Yeah, like, no, I'm you know, pissed about my ancestors too. I know you are. Horrifying. All right, but- Woolies not selling Australia uh, flags on Australia Day, that makes no sense because what that says That's is companies getting involved in politics. Yeah, yeah exactly. What what that says is our flag is not worth flying. Mm. That makes no sense. If you want to argue that the day itself should be changed in order to show a bit more respect to indigenous traditional landowners, I get the argument. I get the argument and there's a discussion to be had. At in the least, right? But for a company to turn around and say we're not selling flags But what does that mean, traditional landowners? Literally that, John. But what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, but what? What? Like, as in what? As in, they were here first. Okay. And they got massacred. And? That's it. That's what it means. Technically, the dinosaurs were here first, so everyone needs to pay respects to the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm sure the Wonga Wonga tribe that uh, occupied what is current, you know, modern-day Oakley didn't you know, fight the Bonga Bonga tribe that was current day Oakley and kill yeah. them and take that land over. Yeah, exactly. There's a big 
point to make there, but anyway. That's yeah. that's this internal disputes. How is that different? That's a, a form of civil, like, We're talking domestic about one colonialism. tribe that's arguing Yeah, but that's, all that's, the that's other civil tribes. unrest between two tribes. Yeah. It's different to well, colonialism. many tribes. Mm, that's not really. War is, like, war. Like, I love that we started thing. 2024 off by being cancelled. Sure, why not? Right. And freeze up more time for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oof. Wow. 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 You crossed the cheddar line right Wow. <sighs> I actually got into an argument today with a woman at work. Why? <laughs> okay, worker. Because she's like... Was um, she Aboriginal? <laughs> no, nah, she's Aussie. And she's like... Um, I can't remember why it even came up, but she was like, oh, Australia Day's coming. Oh, next weekend is Australia Day. Or I should say Invasion Day. I just looked at her. <laughs> and like... And what country did what country exactly was invaded? And she's like, "Oh, Australia." I go, there was no country there. There, there was multiple tribes, but mm. there was no actual country. Mm. No, there weren't. There weren't sovereign states or anything. Yeah, it was so just it was just a bunch of tribes. And um, this one here, which is interesting, because I remember her used to complain about her daughter, who was very outspoken as far as the the wake agenda stuff, and she was very up against it. And now within the span, the daughter got married, within a year was already divorced, moved back home. And then now with her being at the house now about a year and a half, her tone has slightly started to change. <laughs> like, eh, it is a it is a bit of an infection, isn't so it? So how did yeah. she take you saying- She was very surprised. There was no country here. How'd she take that? Well, she was very surprised because she wasn't expecting any pushback because I usually just stick to myself. I don't talk about anything. Yeah. But it's just like, it's an area that just annoys me. And it's just like, well, because then she was like, oh, because, you know, that date, it should be the Australia wasn't formed on that day. And yeah, that's true. But it also, it's not like people were killed on that day either. This day was, it's the day that when Captain Cook just arrived. arrived. I was going to say, It was just the day Captain Cook arrived. As the boats come in and they start picking off dudes. Yeah, the the boats just rocked up. This is ours. (laughs) (laughs) They're just picking off muskets, man. Because that's exactly how it happened. Just to clear off the path of where the jetty's going to be, just bodies (laughs) falling. What are you doing, man? He's like, ah, testing out my six shooter. Exactly. She's like, yeah, but people... No, not on that day. It's the day that they arrived in the cave, whatever you call it. But like I said, it's I'm happy to have that discussion. That's that makes sense, right? I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, mm. right? I can see why people would have a sore point with it because they see it as the beginning of the end. No one had a problem with this until about ten years ago, when you know ESG started rocking up. Do you reckon it's been ten years? Oh, about that, fifteen. I think we we're discussing it when the first season of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did have an episode specifically about Australia Day. I, I oh. never remember anything when I was in school being like woke discussions. And that was 2008 when I stopped, like when I finished. So yeah, we started talking about how you shouldn't be, you shouldn't discriminate against for, for any reason, as in like ra- uh, race, gender, mm. like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but that's different. That's just being polite and considerate. Yeah, it's common sense. That's stuff. common sense. We're talking. We're that, talking about targets. That that is different because that's specifically picking one to raise up to, over another. No, no, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying, like at all. We mm. are pretty much on the same level here. We've got slightly different angled views coming in, but essentially, it all it all revolves around. It is only in Western countries where the governments will self-flagellate over past conquered natives. Mm. You look at any other country in the world that is not Western or speaks English, they do not give 
two shits about no, the names issues. that were conquered. Yeah, and the and the biggest difference, the and the big indicator of that is the fact that most of the Western nations that self-flagellate aren't third world countries. They've got a big. They've got more pressing problems in third world or developing nations. Yeah, don't give a shit about ESGs. We we're struggling to feed our our people here. We've got we haven't got clean water. I don't care about your agenda. That's literally it. Spain is pretty up there as well now. Apparently, like it's just as. Um the way Spain is going, from what I've been seeing, it's very on par with Canada and America at the moment. I'm trying to think, what did I... Th- I mean, I was there last year for like, you know, a week, 10 days. I'm just trying to think, what did I see? I don't remember any particular... It's the only one that kind of stands out in Europe, considering it's Spain. Like, they're, mm. an they're Italian, the monster. An Italian cherry-picking is Spain. Spain for, you know, con- 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 conquisitors. He's going to come sailing in to take over. What are they called? The, um... You want to piss off them like the, the bullfighters have the LGBT flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, what they, for um, some reason, only uh, aims for the bottom of the flag. <laughs> What's the name of the? Um, you've got the two ethnic groups, as in Basque and um, Basque, and what's the other one? Catalan. Yeah, yeah. And they were trying to have the in- independent uh, thing. They're pretty. Uh, what's it called? They're pretty uh, vocal about that shit over there. Yeah, yeah. It's Spanish. <laughs> Says an Italian. Says an Italian. Hey, hey. I want to make something clear. All right? If you talk about Columbus, I'm going to be disappointed. I want to talk about Columbus. I don't know, because every Italian says that Columbus was Italian and he just flew under the Spanish flag. They forget He was Italian. He was actually born in Greece, but anyway. Oh, was he? (laughs) No, he was born in Genoa, wasn't he? That's what I want you to think, John. Okay. Everyone was born in Greece, even Gandhi. Hey, Italians. (laughs) Be serious. <laughs> Thermopolis. Yeah. Be serious. All right, I'm going to fact check that because I'm pretty sure it's, there's some truth to it. But anyway, continue. Uh, what, the Gandhi's born in Greece? No. that it, it, He said Thermopylae. Thermopolis. Oh, Thermopolis. No, that um, Columbus was from Greece. I'm pretty sure it was from um, Crete. I'm serious. Uh, don't worry, I'm finding this now. I don't know. I mean, he's not my personal hero. Um, <laughs> no, nothing. I got nothing. What are you saying? I don't remember now. You're a dickhead. Uh, place of birth. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's disputed. It is, like Genoa is like generally what they say. Do you think the Greeks give a crap about the Thracians or the Turks about the Greeks or the Italians about the Etruscans or the freaking... Only to conquer new things. Exactly. Like, nobody cares. No. Move on. Yeah. Like I said, it, it... Yeah. If you have time to care about that, something's wrong. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, because then I said to her, okay, that's right. Because um, I said, oh, people who just keep harping on about that. They just need to get a job. Mm. They've got nothing going on They're in bored. their lives. They're bored. Yeah. And she just looked at me. Are you serious? Yeah. You that? yeah. yeah. I would have said the same thing. And and then, because then it's like, this is the first time I've heard you voice that type of opinion to her. And I'm like, it's your daughter. It's 100% your daughter. Because mm. you told me your daughter went to the BLM marches in Melbourne when they had him during COVID. Yeah. Uh, she went to this. She went to that. She's all about... You were complaining to me that she was all about all this new stuff. Do you, do you think people are just becoming more and more dumb? Or what, what is it? Lack of education? No, I think it's such an in-your-face ideology that you have to not kowtow, but it's just like it's easier to just submit to it mm. and just like, all right, I accept it. Mm. Then just stand your ground. I accept it. Go away. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. Um, but then that's not enough. You have to actually voice it. 
You have to puppet it. Be the, part of the movement. The yeah. ethnic or national origin of explorer Christopher Columbus has been a source of speculation since the 19th century. The consensus among historians is that Columbus's family was from the coastal region of Liguria. He was born yep. and spent his boyhood and early youth in the Republic Liguria. of Liguria. Even Genoa. Mm. But they say that Hio, which is an island in Greece, close to Turkey now. I think it's actually part of Turkey now. Uh, my grandfather was actually from there. That was part of the Republic of Genoa. Okay, maybe. Appar- so they, so they yeah. floated it. But there's this one guy reviewing all these. The other hypotheses exist, none of which are broadly accepted. Reviewing them, British historian Philippe Fernandez Amesto writes, the Catalan, French, Galician, Greek, Ibizan, Jewish, Yorkan, Scottish, and other Columbuses concocted by historical fantasists are agenda-driven creations usually inspired by a desire to arrogate a supposed or confected hero to the cause of a particular nation or historic community. Or more often than not, to some immigrant group striving to establish a special place of esteem in the United States. The evidence of Columbus's origins in Genoa is overwhelming. Almost no other figure of his class or designation is left. So clear a paper trail in the archives. Is this, Genoa. What, is this what people find fun? Like, do they have... Like, my free time is taking a shit these days. So... I don't understand why what, people give a crap. What's your knowledge on academics? For what? In terms of what? In general, like, the historians and stuff. I mean, base, like, basic to none? So, they are like schoolgirls. Yep. Okay. If they can up sh- show up a colleague or, a, like, a peer mm. that gets their name out, <clears throat> that's their day. Yeah, okay. That's them validated as a historian. Yeah. yeah. So I, I write it wrong. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So they don't actually do... Um... Yeah, but these, we're talk- like, these people are saying uh, theories. They're, they're not basing fact. No, so how do you... This is just purely just as a question, you know, like a historian. How do you think they find out about... A- a, like a, a historical topic. Well, I assume it's either word of mouth or from experience. No. No. So they find primary sources. Mm. So they find a, a source that was written down in a book. Oh, that's what I meant by word of mouth. Like oh, okay, someone that okay, has yeah. originally experienced or written yeah, something. Yeah. And then- so they'll try and find a primary source yeah. that's a peer at the time. Yeah. Uh, so a contemporary at, th- at that time that was either there or witnessed it. Yeah. Or can yeah. relate it from... You know, yeah. hand account. If they can't, I think they have, they usually try to find two primary sources. If they can't, then they rely on secondary sources. Secondary sources are usually uh, people that are like a, a couple hundred years later, mm-hmm. but they try to avoid that. Yeah. But if they do, they try to verify it with a primary source. And if they can't, then they will rely on like multiple secondaries that all have to be valid. Yeah. It's very hard to find Which that. Which is pretty scary because, like, we know how bad the human information Ego. is. Yep. You know, you have an accident. You don't really know what's going on. You only know one side of what you've seen or heard. But your adrenaline's pumping. You've probably missed all these details. Yep. Someone else human beings are prone to... We're terrible. ...to misjudge things yeah. that are right in front there's, of us. There's, there's, like, we know certain civilizations existed because of meticulous uh, record-keeping by yeah. the Romans, the Greeks... The Jews, the Chinese. When those own nations didn't have record keeping. Mm. Yeah. But that's the point. Like, I can appreciate someone in a dusty library somewhere pulling up manuscripts, reading something, interpreting it from like an ancient language that doesn't even exist anymore, and cluing, on, cluing in on a phrase or a word where it's like, hang on, what the hell is this? That's been misinterpreted. That's been reiterated. That actually means this. Mm. 
shit, we might be on a whole new civilization here. So they go back and start looking for more examples yeah. Yeah. of something they overlooked. I can appreciate that, right? Columbus. Was he Italian? Was he Greek? Was it? Who gives a shit? Doesn't really matter. The consensus is that he's from Genoa. Mm. There's clear cut like narrative like that he was from Genoa. General, was he from here because here was a part of the Republic of Genoa? I don't really give a fuck because it doesn't change anything about what he no. did, right? It's like okay, like so you look at the historical figures like Christ, Muhammad, all that sort of thing. I love that they go back and start digging through every historical reference of figures like that. Because they're part of bigger movements. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The life and times of Jesus Christ, Muhammad, and so on, they they have influenced and changed the course of history. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I watched a YouTube video not that long ago about the earliest references of Jesus Christ. And not just in writing, but it, like where, he, where the first figures of him were and the incarnations of him. So they went back to ancient Egypt because it was like a Coptic Orthodox church, an Eastern Orthodox church in Egypt... And there was a figure on the wall which they had, they figured out was Christ. Mm. You know what I mean? And we're talking like closer to the date of his death as opposed to like when he first turned up in literature. I can appreciate that because someone went out and fucking did the work, did the work to find mm. it. Because we're talking about a, a figure like Jesus that's been instrumental in wars, in in politics, in like you know what I mean. Mm. Now we're talking about Columbus here. Did it matter? It could have been from you know. Romania, who gives a shit? Mm. Well, the big thing, like now in America, in the UK, is like the portray they're portraying a lot of um, they're portraying and accredit crediting a lot of feats and like feats of construction and even historical figures to Black Africans. Okay, but we're talking about like Roman era generals and soldiers and but emperors. And so, they're saying, like, well, this this general here was African, right. so he was black. Like, well, you look at it, it was like the Iberian coast, and it was Spanish, and it was occupied by a Roman governor, just the same way as Cleopatra would be Greek, just the same way this guy would be Roman. His family was stationed in Africa or Iberia, the Iberian Peninsula, but his family was Roman. So his ethnicity was all Roman, but he just happened to be stationed in northern his Africa. His family was... Stationed in Africa. So yeah. He's not African black. He's just born in Africa, yeah. but to a Roman family. Then they're attributing, like, the the construction of, like, the standing stone. What are the uh, the stones in England? What are they called? Stonehenge. Stonehenge. To, like, African construction. Well, like, what were Africans doing, what were Africans in, in, doing in, like, 2000 BC in the British Isles? Did they have the the boat technology to get there? Oh, that's a good stone. build that? It's like, yeah, like, that's not the point. The point is, it's just like, why are you trying to change it? Like, it doesn't really matter. Because I think it's a way of, like, evening the score. It makes them social justice warriors. Mm. Ease, geez. It gives them validation. Yeah. It's like the whole Black Cleopatra shit. Yeah. I got into so many arguments online with, with idiots over this. this is idiots. I just gave yeah. up. Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I said my piece. I <laughs> did what I did, and I just left it there. The, the reality of the fact of the matter is, is that Cleopatra... Had, was in the, from the lineage of Ptolemy. They were northern Macedonian Greeks. She spoke ancient Greek. Like she spoke multiple languages. But the ethnicity and the, and whatever facades we have left of her clearly point to a, like a southern European woman. Mm. Yeah, they're playing her out like she looked like you know um, Serena Williams. Mm. Like, dude, no. Like, <laughs> like no. Like Macedonia. All right. I know this comes up all the time. Uh, 
Greek. Yes. Macedonia was a Greek city. Yeah. It probably had a population of Balkans in there, probably. It still does. Yeah. Mm. But it and doesn't mean more he was north, Balkan. The more north yeah, yeah. you go, yeah, they yeah. speak, uh, you go over the borders, some of them, most of them speak the like interesting, The interesting thing is, like, up until, like, I think it was, like, pre-400 BC, Macedonians within the Greek cities weren't considered Greeks. No, the Greece didn't exist. No, no, but what I'm saying is they didn't consider them, like, Greek in the sense like the Greek cities were. No, they were all sovereign states. Yeah, but they were, in the same way, like, the the Italian states as well. Yeah. They were Italian, but they were in the Italian state, like, if that makes sense. Like, okay. Italy was referenced, the, the land mass of Italy was Italy, yeah. but there's never a nation Italy until, oh, like, yeah. 1900. So, yeah. in the same sense as the Greek states, yeah. the land mass was Greece, mm. but... Yeah. You still had Spartans, you had Athenians, you had They were Greeks, they were all Greeks, but, finger quotes, they were all Greeks, but they were all city-states. Yeah. Okay? And as far as the Greek city-states were concerned, pre-4, like, anything before 400 BC, Macedonians weren't considered Greeks. They'd look down on them. After Alexander comes and goes, they're considered the epitome of a Greek. Mm. They're considered, they they include them in texts and everything. After 400 BC, after he's come and gone, that he's, you know, he is an actual Greek. They are a Greek city. Yeah. They're like the epitome. Things change, you know, but at the end of the day, like the Macedonian, like he was Greek. Yeah. But it's just maybe because there's that influence of a little bit of Greek, uh, Balkan population in there, it gets mixed muddled as far as like outside sources. I, I, I think a lot of it comes down to what he was saying, which was like ego. Most people's yeah. ego, they want to be represented by but someone it's powerful. Also identity. Yeah. Yeah. How many Macedonians I got into arguments with when they try to tell you that, you know, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you fucking idiots. Mm. I should have brought my mate, um, the Serbian, in here. Because I, I, I once, he asked me what I believed the rundown was and how it all formed. And I gave him mine. He goes, that's pretty much it. And then he repeated it back to me in not so subtle and uh, diplomatic ways. And he's like, end of the day, after the Bos- after the Yugoslavian War, there were a bunch of poor people stuck in the bottom in the southern corner, stuck between Sarajevo and and northern Greece. They had nowhere to go, so they just claimed the local the closest identity. They couldn't fuck with the Yugoslavians because they'd probably get wiped out. So they figured Greece was an easy p- target and just picked up the name that was bordering their thing and claimed it as their own identity. Now I've asked you this, but I didn't get a clarification. The land that they're in now, the uh, former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, that landmass is an actual Macedonia. What Macedonia was? It was that's Yugoslavian. more. Up, that's more. It was to Yugoslavian. The yeah, yeah. They just appropriated the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The actual landmass is up north more, isn't it? Towards like that coast. Yeah. But, dude, it's like, it's this imbalance, yeah? Like, I've got a neighbour who's Turkish, right? And we're talking about Turkish genocides that, that Turkish genocides have been committed You do over a coffee with your neighbour. Yeah, right? <laughs> and she was born in Turkey. Yeah. And she refused to acknowledge that that actually happened. She's that like, mean, which one? That the genocides actually happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Armenian genocide, the Pontian genocide, the Kurdish genocide, like all the genocides that are well documented. Right, refused to because in her mind it was wartime and there were just atrocities on both sides. I said, No, this wasn't wartime, this was during an occupation. These were literal genocides of Pontians, of Kurds, in you know, and that that that, that wasn't during wartime, that was during occupation. There, there was no, it wasn't during a battle of independence or anything, and you could say there were casualties on both sides. This was literally the removal and genocide of specific people. That's why Armenians and Greeks get along, right? Because we've got a common enemy. I'm not blaming my Turkish friends for it. I'm just making a point. And she refused to see it. 
then like a year later, she calls me up, messages me, and she goes, I've got to apologize to you. I'm like, why? She goes, I was thinking about what you said because we brought it up again in another combo. So she called her old man in Turkey and her old man like likes history and shit like that. He's like, no, your friend's right. Like, <laughs> like your friend's actually right. And so she called me up to apologize about it. I brought up the Cyprus issue and that was the other point of contention. And I've got a Turkish maid here who she had said Turks need to wear that for the next, until that's actually corrected, we need to wear it as, as a stain on our past and that's just how it is. Cyprus, the northern part of Cyprus was invaded by Turkey no provocation, nothing other than just a land grab in the 70s. And that's why you have all the displaced Cypriots here in Melbourne now, right? I brought up this to this Turkish neighbour, refused to accept it. Thought it was just casualties of war. Okay, there was no war, dude. It was literally overnight. Turkey, the tanks mainland, rolled in. Yeah, tanks just rolled in, kicked... That guy, one in three kids in, in Oakley were uh, Cypriot. You think that's by accident? The whole fucking island got removed. No, no, that can't be right. I'm like, okay. Went back to Roman man, did some more reading, apologised to that as well. I'm sorry, but the biggest stain on Turkey's name is not those things. Right. It's actually the conquering of Byzantium and the final end of the Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> One day Constantinople <laughs> That scabbard, baby, it burns a hole in my side. I love how it's the Byzantium Empire. Yeah. Essentially pan-Hellenicism with an Italian twist to it. Yeah, that's the biggest stain for the Ottoman Empire. It is. You're a dickhead. That's officially the end of the Roman Empire. You should never be allowed to breed. <laughs> <laughs>